Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Roman Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. The draft order is now set for the first 30 picks of the 2021 NFL Draft. In today's episode, I'm going to go through my first mock draft of the season for those 30 teams. I know my first mock draft went up looking a lot different than my last one due to free agency, but regardless, it's always a fun exercise. Last year, I was a mock draft expert for NBC Sports Washington, so it's nice to do my first one of the year on my new podcast. So without further ado, let's get started. At number one, you have the Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence. No surprise here, Urban Meyer wants to win right away, and Lawrence will be his best shot to do it. He's the best quarterback prospect in a long time. He was always going to be number one, just a matter of who was picking him. Unreal talent, who will be a top five quarterback in this league. He has great mental capacity, and arm talent is unreal. His feel for the game is uncanny, and also, he's an athletic player who can provide plays in the run game as an added bonus for Jacksonville. Number two, the New York Jets, and they have a decision to make. They either stick with Sam Darnold and build around him or pick his replacement. You know, I think a lot would depend on what new coach Robert Sala sees in Darnold. I mean, he's saying all the right things right now, but obviously, it's a long way to go in this offseason, just starting. You know, I think Darnold is a good young quarterback prospect you can win with. He's been up and down, but it has lots to do with Gase and that supporting cast. He doesn't really have much around him. You know, Jamison Crowder has basically been his best receiver, who Washington fans know is, you know, is a solid receiver, but not your best top option. So for the sake of this mock, I say they stick with Darnold and go with my top wide receiver in the 2021 draft, which is Amar Chase from LSU. Chase is one of my favorite players in this draft. He's a tear after the catch, who's a solid route runner and has elite ball skills. Justin Jefferson and him were an unbelievable duo in 2019. And I think Chase will be better than Jefferson, and Justin just set the record for rookie receiving yards, so that's saying a lot. Number three, you're the Miami Dolphins. Now, there's going to be a lot of talk here about the Sean Watson and, you know, what's going to happen with that. And, you know, for the sake of this mock, I'm not going to do any mock trades or anything at this point. I think it's a little too early for that. But obviously, Deshaun is in play for a lot of teams. But with his third pick, you know, they're picking here due to the Larry Mitonsel trade and Bill O'Brien's horrible decision-making. And, you know, Miami needs to protect and provide weapons for Tua if he's their guy. You know, so I think they go with Tua's former teammate, Devontae Smith. Smith was unstoppable this year, over 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, and the Heisman winner is deserving of a high pick due to his, how, his, right, his route running and run after the catchability. He's great off the line, and I love that he still plays punt coverage team, even with all his success. It shows his character, and you definitely want those guys in your building, especially when you're trying to build a culture, and you know they had a great year this last year, and they're only going to build for the future. You know, a lot of, I see a lot of mock drafts where they have him in the 15 to 20 range, and I know it's because of his slight build at 175, but you know he's holding up. You know, he got, he got banged up a little bit in that national championship, but he had 215 yards before he got hurt. So I'm not really worried about his size, but for some reason, if he slides, he's going to be an absolute steal for someone in that 15 to 20 range. And number four, you Atlanta Falcons. And I had them going here with Matt Ryan's successor, and I think they'll go with Zach Wilson from BYU. I think teams are going to fall in love with his arm strength and the way he can sling it from anywhere from different arm angles. His play style is reminiscent of Patrick Mahomes. He's not Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to be clear with that. But he has some of that of his game to his own. He had over 30 touchdowns this year. Loads of potential. You know, I think he blends well with new head coach Arthur Smith and what he wants to do. He excels in play action and spreading the field. And I think he'll, you know, have a really good fit there in Atlanta if they go that route. Number five, you have Cincinnati. And they'll run to the podium if Penny Sewell drops a five. The tackle from Oregon. He opted out in 2020. 
that's because his 2019 film speaks for itself. I think he's allowed one sack total in the last two years, and he'll lock down Joe Burrow's blind side for the next decade. forward you know Carson apparently still could be available but they might bring him back for a competition with Jalen Hurts so they have a few different you know avenues to go there but you know for the sake of this their defense needs talent at all three levels you know I, I think they go with the best defensive player in this draft and I think it's Penn State's Micah Parsons you know Micah Parsons is an uber athletic off the ball linebacker who has sideline to sideline speed and can run rush the passer effectively as well he opted out this year, but he had nearly 110 tackles, 14 for loss in 2019. And, you know, I've heard some reports recently with Micah about, like, his love for the game and stuff. You know, obviously that thing's going to be checked out. From a scout's perspective, you definitely want to – you got to check the character of the guy before you take him. You know, off-the-field issues can obviously hinder his on-field ability. You know, they definitely have to gauge that and see where to go. But, you know, I'm speaking purely from what I've seen on film. You know, I think he's a great linebacker and he could be a stud at the next level. And number seven, Detroit Lions seemed to answer their quarterback question last weekend with the trade of Matt Stafford and getting Jared Goff and picks in return. Yeah, that was a pretty crazy trade. The Rams gave up two ones and a three and Goff, you know, to Detroit for Stafford. And, you know, I think Detroit's going to stick with Goff for at least 2021. Brad Holmes, you know, the new GM drafted him or was part of the regime that drafted him there in L.A. I know he likes him. You know, I think Jared is... You know, he has, I think, two years left on his deal that they can, before they can really get out of it. I think there's three or four years left total. But I think, you know, they're going to try to build around him, at least in this first round. And they're going to need weapons with Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, among other set for free agency. So I think Jalen Waddell from Alabama here would be an excellent pick. He's electrifying with the ball, and he'll be a fantastic wide receiver in the NFL. I think he's, I think he's the fastest in this class, and he's also a you know, punt returner and kick returner. And he's kind of in that Tyreek Hill type of player. You just He zooms all over the field. Number eight, you have the Carolina Panthers. They gave Teddy Bridgewater a three-year deal in 2019. Not long enough they can't go a different route, though. I think it was a three-year deal, and he was up and down in 2020, to say the least. So I think they go another route here. So enter Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. You know, Fields has loads of talent that will take some time to develop. He showed his potential in the semifinal versus Clemson with that six-touchdown performance. You know, he looked... You know, absolutely fantastic. You know, that, that was great to see. But then he came down to earth versus Bama in the final. He has really nice arm strength. I love his mobility. He can pick up plenty of first downs with his legs. He knows when to pull it. Sometimes he pulls it too much to my liking. But, you know, I think he needs to go through his progressions more and learn how to hit the check down. The Indiana game was not the best game I watched of him. He had, I think, three interceptions and made a continuous poor decisions that put his team in a bad place and almost lose that game. You know, too many times he's made two late wrong decisions that turn into turnovers or disaster plays. And again, I still think he has loads of potential. And I like Fields a lot, but I'm just saying there's there's a room for growth for him. And I think he probably should sit a year. He has about two years of experience in college level at Ohio State after playing very minimal at Georgia his freshman year. But so I think he'd be in a good situation to sit behind behind Teddy for the year if Carolina goes that route. Number nine, you have the Denver Broncos. They have some nice weapons on offense, but they still need to figure out if Drew Locke is that quarterback of the future. You know, I think they give him another year, maybe bringing a veteran to compete with him. So I think they go back to Alabama well after taking Jerry Judy a year ago and go with Patrick Sertan the second. Patrick Sertan could be a true shutdown corner on Sundays. You know, he's a very instinctual player who isn't afraid to tackle either, and he can help Denver deal with those talented receivers in the AFC West. You know, guys like Tyree Kill, 
Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you know, to name a few, Henry, Henry Ruggs as well. And number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. They need defensive help. Everyone knows that. You know, it was their downfall this whole year. And definitely O-line help too. A whole bunch of injuries, guys getting up there in age. So, you know, I think they go with an O-lineman here in Northwestern Deshaun Slater. He opted out in 2020. But he has a lot of upside. He fits best at guard for me in the NFL. But he, you know, he looked, he held his own at left tackle too, even against Chase Young a little bit back in 2019. So he has some potential to stay at left tackle as well with some more reps and refinement to his game. But I think he'll be a day one starter at guard, and he gives him this ability for a line that certainly needs it. At 11, the New York Giants need passing rushing help from their linebackers in their 3 4 scheme. It's a problem for them for years. You know, Miami's Gregory Rousseau would be a nice selection for New York. He had 15 and a half sacks in 2019 before opting out in 2020. He's not in that same tier of top edge rushers of these past couple years. Of course, like the Chase Youngs and Joey Boses of the world. But he can be a double-digit sack guy due to his quick first up off the line. And, you know, it was really evident on the 2019 film. In 2019, excuse me, at 12th pick, San Francisco 49ers will more than likely need to replace Richard Sherman this offseason. You know, he's said it multiple times that he doesn't see himself probably coming back. So I think Virginia Tech's Caleb Farley can be that guy. He has a length teams are looking for nowadays with track-like speed. He has good ball skills as well. He had 12 pass breakups and four interceptions in 2019 before opting out for the 2020 season. And number 13, you have the LA Chargers. And they have an absolute stud at quarterback and rookie Justin Herbert. They need to do everything they can to protect him and keep him upright. I mean, he's going to be great in this league. He was already great this league in this league. It was his rookie. You know, he I think, broke the franchise, excuse me, the NFL record for touchdowns for a quarterback. So they have a bright future there in L.A. as long as they can protect him. So let's go back to that hokey well and have L.A. go with tackle Christian Darisol. Darisol started since he stepped on campus as a true freshman for Tech. He's very strong at the point of attack and will only continue to progress once he reaches the league. Next at 14, the Minnesota Vikings go with defensive tackle Davion Nixon from Iowa. The Vikings struggled against the run in 2020. That was pretty evident. It was probably Mike Zimmer's worst defense maybe ever, but definitely in Minnesota. Uh, and in picking Nixon will help rectify that in 2021. He had five and a half sacks and 13 and a half tackles for loss this year. At 15, New England Patriots. You know, I think the New England Patriots will go the veteran route at quarterback. I don't see Belichick, you know, wanting and waiting to go through a full world rebuild at his age. So I think they will address the defense and try to replace Dante Hightower if he doesn't return. So they go with Notre Dame linebacker Jeremiah Wilson-Koromoa. He's a perfect chess piece in Bill Belichick's scheme. He's a smart, cerebral player who diagnoses plays at a rapid pace. And he brings an added pass rush element to that team. And he had eight and a half sacks in 2019. And that team has been lacking pass rushers. And Koromoa can bring that aspect to that team on top of being you know, a great off-the-ball linebacker for them. Next at 16, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, they could lose Larry Fitzgerald to retirement and need someone else to consistently step up other than DeAndre Hopkins in the passing game. You know, I mean, Christian Kirk was up and down this year. He had a couple of nice games. And, you know, they, they need a solid number two option to go in that offense. So I think they could go with Kyle Pitts from Florida here at tight end. You know, Pitts is a matchup nightmare who was built like a massive wide receiver. You know, he had, he had 12 TDs on 43 catches this year alone. So, I mean, it was like three and a half catches a touchdown or around there. 
or almost four, excuse me, but, uh, you know, Pitts is one of the best players in this draft, and he would be a steal if he lasts this long. And, you know, the only reason he lasts this long is really just because he's a tight end and a lot of teams don't value them as much as other positions. But I could easily see Kyle Pitts go in the top 10, top 12. But just for this sake, I have him going at 16 here in this first mock draft. Next at 17, you got the Vegas Raiders. You know, John Gruden's favorite quarterback has always been his next one. You know, I think... He's thinking of moving on from Derek Carr sooner rather than later. So I think he looks at Trey Lance from North Dakota State. You know, Lance needs to develop, but he would be in a perfect situation sitting behind Carr or even Marcus Mariota if they decide to trade Derek Carr. They got Mariota under contract there for one more year. Lance has nice pocket presence, you know, and elite running ability. Really strong arm strength with experience in a pro-style offense there in North Dakota State. He ran for over 1,000 yards in 2019, and he only started one season. So that's a big concern for me. That's why I think he has some developing to do there. You know, I think he also has, he could be a you know, really good starting quarterback in the NFL, but I really would like to see him sit because, I, I, you know, from what I've seen in a quarterback and what I like seeing in a quarterback is I have at least three seasons of starting experience. And, you know, speaking from a Washington perspective, I think everyone saw what Dwayne Haskins did in one season and even Mr. Trubisky there in Chicago. Not that it can't happen, but I think those guys need some time to develop. And you want to go with a guy that has more starting experience. Um, so next, you have 18, Miami's second pick. I think they get more weapons for Tua. Clemson running back Travis Etienne will be a great fit for this young team. He's an explosive playmaker with nearly 5,000 yards rushing during his time at Clemson. And he's a home run hitter that could bring instant offense to South Beach. Next, we're getting to the playoff teams. And number 19, you got the Washington Bowl team. Yeah, they had a great season, but still has many questions to answer. Chief among them is obviously quarterback. Personally, I think they go the free agency or trade route for that position. But, you know, in this scenario, and I think they're going to get some more weapons. You know, I think in a later episode, I'm going to attack that quarterback position. But for right now, they're going to go for weapons. You know, I think they should be looking at a guy like Allen Robinson in free agency, among other guys. But if they don't want to pay him, they can get a younger clone version of him in Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Bateman is a back shoulder specialist that has a knack for this spectacular catch. He had a 12,000 yard, excuse me, 1,200 yard season in 2019. And I just like the way he stems and breaks off at the top of his routes. And, you know, I think he'd be a perfect combo with Terry McLaurin going forward. At 20, of the Chicago Bears, and that's another team that needs to find a long term answer at quarterbacks. I think they bring Trubisky back on a short term deal. You know, I still don't think he's the future for anyone, specifically them, and probably might be done with him. But I think there also is a strong chance that Allen Robinson leaves in free agency. So they look at Florida wide receiver Kadarius Tony with this pick. You know, Tony has a had a breakout year this year in a senior year, nearly a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. His quick twitch routes and movements are you know really insane. Like the guy is special with his movement ability. He was consistently burning cornerbacks during senior bowl practices last week as well, with the sudden off the line and attention to detail to his routes. At twenty one, the run on quarterbacks continues because this is another team that needs one long term the Indianapolis Colts go with Heisman finalist Mac Jones from Alabama here at 21 he had a great junior season 41 touchdowns 4,500 yards passing throws a nice deep ball and executes his reads at NFL level you know he's not much of an athlete but displays those traits to be a solid starting NFL quarterback I also like that he attended the senior bowl last week he was preparing to play, but then had a minor ankle injury during practices. But, you know, he looked good in practices, and, you know, I think he kind of solidified his first-round status. At 22, Tennessee Titans needs pass rushers in the worst way. Davion Clowney and Vic Beasley turn out to be free agency bust for them. 
So Michigan's Kuwaiti pay would fit nicely in Nashville. You know, pay doesn't have the best production during his time in Michigan, but his film shows a guy who has an impressive bull rush and that can win at the point of attack. At 23, the Jets' second first-round pick, they go with defense and get safety Trayvon Morag from TCU to replace Marcus May, especially if he leaves in free agency. I don't know if May's going to come back. You know, Morag is a ball hawk. He has six interceptions over the last two years to go along with double-digit pass breakups. He has tremendous range to play the deep safety role, but is also a sound tackler who can play close to the line of scrimmage. You know, I think he'd be a nice fit in uh, Robert Sala's new scheme there. I think he'd be really... The Jets need some more playmakers in the back of the secondary, and Morag is definitely a playmaker. At 24, Pittsburgh definitely needs to find a place for Roethlisberger. They signed Dwayne Haskins, and I probably might look for another young quarterback as well. But I just don't see another one here worthy at 24. The next one probably would be Kyle Trask. But, you know, I just don't see Kyle Trask as a first-round prospect. He put up great numbers this year, but I think a lot of it was from the help from his weapons there at Florida. When you have guys like Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney, Trayvon Grimes, you know, it's a lot easier to play quarterback in the NFL. Excuse me, at that level. But, you know, I think, having said that, I think they're going to go with James Conner's replacement in Alabama's running back, Najee Harris. I mean, he just looks like a Steelers running back. You know, he's a he's a tough physical runner that has an imposing force at 6'2", 230. You know, and, and he has good hands at the backfield as well. And he can go give Pittsburgh a run game that they have sorely missed for what seems at least two or three years now. So I think that would definitely help take some pressure off Roethlisberger, especially considering it looks like he's coming back next year. At 25 with the Jaguar, a second first-round pick. They have solid edge rushers in place with Josh Allen and Caleb on chase on, but could use some help on the interior. You know, Alabama's Christian Barrymore would be a great fit. He's a really nice pass rusher with eight sacks in 2020, and he'd be a constant tear in the middle of that defensive line for years to come. In a, in a division with, you know, Derrick Henry, they'd need some help in the interior to start to stop those run games in that division. At 26, the Cleveland Browns just had their best season in 20 years. And, you know, they, they looked to add that success with adding an, an intriguing linebacker in Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. Collins was the only player in the FBS with four-plus interceptions and four-plus sacks in 2020. He's a solid tackler that has a knack for the ball, and he'd be a perfect fit for Cleveland. I think Cleveland is really close to taking that next step to maybe, you know, challenging the KCs and Buffaloes of the world in that conference. So I think they'd be another good player in that linebacking core and maybe another safety as well. You know, Cleveland can take that next step as well. At 27, the Baltimore Ravens, they need to help Lamar Jackson help go over that hump. They're probably going to pay him this offseason, which they should. I mean, he's been a really good player. Had a little more ups and downs this year, but, you know, definitely someone that's a franchise quarterback. But, you know, like I said, he needs weapons and better interior line play. And so I think they can go with UC, USC's Elijah Vera Tucker. He's an athletic mauler that can play guard or tackle. He easily gets a second-level defense How about in the run game, which is key for the Ravens. I love to run the ball with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins and, of course, Lamar Jackson. At 28, New Orleans Saints could use some off- offensive weapons and secondary help due to free agency. They're almost $100, or $100 million underneath, excuse me, above the cap. So they're in a world of trouble. They're going to probably have to trade some guys, release some guys, just to get at the minimum number, and they have to replace... Drew Brees more than likely, but it looks like they're interested in bringing back Jameis Winston. And they obviously have Taysom Hill as well, which Taysom Hill is not a long-term quarterback. I don't care what Sean Payton is trying to tell everyone, but Taysom Hill is not a quarterback that you can say is your franchise quarterback at least. So, you know, with this pick, I can see New Orleans turning to Purdue wide receiver Rondell Moore. 
Moore is a great slot receiver that consistently, you know, gains separation versus man coverage. He had a tremendous freshman year, and last year he got injured, and this year with the, you know, COVID and you know, limited schedule, he didn't play as well, but his freshman year was unreal at over 100 catches. You know, I think he's going to end up being one of the better all-around weapons in this class, and he'd be a great fit with uh, Michael Thomas. At 29, the Green Bay Packers have never picked a wide receiver in the first round for Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to do that for him here. You know, I'm going to give him LSU wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. You know, Marshall showed what he can do as a lead dog in Baton Rouge this year. He had 10 touchdowns in just seven games before opting out. He has 23 touchdowns in the last two years. He's a nice suddenness for a big wide receiver at 6'3". He's a solid route runner that can play the X, Y, and Z spots in an offense, which is critical for an Aaron Rodgers-led offense. And is aggressive after the catch, it looks to make plays. You know, I think he'd be really nice to sit with Devontae Adams going forward. If they had Equinemius St. Brown there and Alan Lazard, and those, you know, better young receivers, and Martez, Valdez, Scantling as well. But I think they can, you know, if they get Terrace Marshall Jr., that could really help that offense. Next and last for this mock draft will be the Buffalo Bills at 30. They could use some help on the edge with their current group of pass rushers getting up there in age. You know, Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes. All over 30, I think Trent Murphy's getting there as well, if not already. And he, they might, he might, his contract is either up or he might be a cap casual. Anyway, he's kind of disappointed since he went there to Buffalo from Washington. But you know, I think Texas Ed Russer Joseph Osai would be a nice pick for Buffalo. Osai is more effective with his hand in the dirt, so he fits that Bills 4-3 defense to a T. He has a lot of room to grow with the potential to be a double-digit sack guy, and I think he'd be a nice fit there for that Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott defense. Well, that will do it for the mock draft for the order that is set. You know, it will be the first of many on the Roman Round League podcast. Eventually, I will obviously go the full first round as the picks get set. You know, it's a very exciting time with Super Bowl this weekend. Very much looking forward to that game. Try to have a podcast out later this week, maybe breaking down some of those matchups, looking at more of a scout's perspective to see what to expect in that game. But either way, I think it'll be a very good game. And, you know, even more exciting, in my opinion, is that 2021 offseason is right around the corner. So thanks for listening. And this is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.